Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Hope everybody's paying attention today because we have a guest calling in from Arizona. And his name is Brian Hollop. And he has a book out called It's Fucking Meditation. And we're going to talk about meditation and what he does in Arizona. And I want to welcome Brian to the Unimpressed Podcast today. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You know, I've been going through a spiritual journey and, and meditation is something I've, I've gradually gotten into. How did you make this your own and, and what do you do that may be a little different than someone else out there? Yeah, so I started my journey back in 2016. I started to practice yoga. I created an Instagram account just to make fun of yoga. And I, I didn't practice at the time. I dabbled with it a little bit, did some Kundalini here and there, some Bikram here and there. Uh, but I created this Instagram account because I saw one of my friends doing a yoga challenge for her yoga studio. And she was doing yoga poses on her kitchen counter, on her bed. I thought this was ridiculous. I'm going to create this Instagram account just to make fun of it. So I was like creating my own poses. It started to get popular. So I was like, you know what? I'll join a yoga studio so I can learn yoga, make fun of it more. I joined the studio, start to make fun of yoga more. And I was going through a shitty divorce at the time. So yoga was like transform my body, transform my mind. I, it was getting me through this shitty divorce. I was like, holy crap. And I was like, I should, I should join a yoga teacher training to make fun of yoga more. So I joined this yoga teacher training, started teaching. And that was 2017. I started teaching. 2019, I challenged myself to meditate every day for 90 days. I heard meditation was awesome. Some of my teachers were telling me meditation's awesome. So I'm like, I'll try 90 days. And if I hate it, I'll quit. I hated meditation for 76 days. Day 77, it was like an awakening for me. I realized meditation was uh, get, become, making me more aware. I was having more creativity, finding solutions to my problems, making better content. Just my whole life changed on day 77. And I meditated pretty much every day since. I started a podcast back in 2020, Relax with Yogi Brian, all G-rated, all clean meditations. And then after I started that podcast, I was like, you know what? I like cursing. I curse a lot on my page. I'm going to make this other podcast. It's just fucking meditation and just curse on there. Say the fuck word all the time. And then that got popular. And now, now I just love uh, throwing curse words in the meditation. So that's a little bit different. What I do in meditation is I'll throw the F-bomb in there. So yeah, I just want to get, uh, my goal is to help the world release a hundred billion fucks. So I do that through meditation, yoga, comedy. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about my story. When you say uh, release, what, I mean, what are you releasing and what are you releasing in meditation? Yeah, releasing just uh, like trauma, emotions. You know, before I started meditating, I, I felt like you just had to clear your mind to meditate, not think about anything. But as I dived into meditation, as I was learning meditation myself and learning a little hypnosis, it's like these, this shit comes up, this bullshit comes up, the stress comes up, the trauma comes up, you know? And what my teacher taught me is like the healings and the feelings. So you got to sit with this shit. You got to feel this shit, allow them to come up. And then maybe Maybe have the choice whether to do yoga or do something to get rid of these fucks. So normally I like to inhale and exhale, you know, say fuck out loud. 
But yeah, it's basically any stress, any worries, any cares, any of those uh, things that you're holding on to, to kind of release that. When you say you release these things and talking about the meditation, getting rid of some of this this trauma that people may have, is this is this like concentrating, you know, saying, hey, when my breath goes out, this is where the bad stuff comes out? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do it that way. Or it's uh, using metaphors, colors, pictures, visualizations. I, I, um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist as well. So a lot of the stuff I do in my meditations, you know, kind of feel to those emotions. You know, where are you feeling that emotion? What part of your body? Where do you actually feel it? What color is it? What texture is it? If there was, you know, another element from the center of the universe that to, to wash out this fucked up feeling, what would it be? So it's a lot of different techniques I use in my meditations. So it's, they're mainly guided meditations, guided, guided visualizations, guided feelings, you know, because our unconscious mind, it communicates through uh, metaphors, through pictures, through colors, through shapes. So that's what I use in my guided meditations. Interesting. Well, it's uh, it's it's weird. It's kind of uh, interesting. You're on the show today, and and just some of the stuff I've been doing. You know, I have this thing about sensibilities, and I think life life is sensibilities. And when I say sensibilities, it's sensitivities. Mm. And you know, sensitivities are linear to everything and everybody when you understand the quantum grid. So, and, and, I, and I think when you think about law of attraction, this is the rub I have, because I've talked to a lot of neuroscientists and so forth, and, and when sensibilities is life, right? And uh, you think about law of attraction, and then you think about the non-conscious. Science stops at the non-conscious. Did you realize that? They stop at the non-conscious and they don't use one third of law of attraction in their uh, equations. So how, how are we supposed to get right answers if science doesn't use one third of law of attraction? Just speaking, you may not have this information, but just speaking from the terms of sensibilities and breaking that down systematically, how does that resonate with you? In terms of like the non-conscious, yeah, I'm not familiar with where the science stops there. There's law of attraction. There's law of vibrations. And then there's law of action. Uh, that one-third part that encompasses all the sensibilities is not included in any science calculations. Mm. And I spoke to neuroscientists and all this stuff. And, and that's where, you know, to me, it's like, how do we get right answers if they're not going to include one-third of something that brings all this, that brings life together, you know, instead of continuing to put this uh, square peg in a round hole. So if I, if, I, if I need an answer in science, you can take your sensibilities and throw it out the window. We're going to take emotions away from you, and we're going to sit you right here, what you're innately made of, which has a direction uh, in feng shui. Everybody has a direction in feng shui, you know, when they have a birthday. They're going to be north, south, west. Everybody has a direction. So if you take that makeup and then you put that into an environment and you understand the vib understand the vibrations in that environment, you understand the makeup of that person, you know that direction, we're going to stop right here and not include emotions, sensibilities, intuitiveness, philosophy. We're going to stop and not include that at all. And we're going to determine all the answers for the world. That's basically what science does. In your perspective of how much you know, and what you do helps people, it's, it's impossible to eliminate one-third of a law of attraction, I would think, in the human experience. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty deep. It's, it's pretty deep, right? 
Yeah, it's pretty, pretty deep. deep. Yeah, it's like, well, we don't, we really like, you know, the unconscious mind is so powerful yet, you know, we're just, we're just like, uh, just getting to the point of, of knowing somewhat of what it does. It's so powerful. It's timeless, limitless. Because like, I guess what I was saying, what I heard in your voice too, when you, you said you identify things as colors, mm -hmm. you know, you identify in parts of your body in a way, I, in a way, I think if you understand those sensibilities and you understand those sensibilities about yourself, I think it's a little more mathematical than we realize. Would you not agree with that? I'm just basically going from like what my teachers taught me. And, and it's uh, really like with the unconscious mind, it's really all about, you know, a lot of it's questions too, like asking questions to the unconscious mind, because we basically, we've created all of our technology based on our nervous system. And in terms of like Google, we type in a question and the better the question is, the better the answer is. That's how our unconscious mind works too. If we're going to ask it a certain question, the deeper the question goes, that's kind of how we communicate with our unconscious mind. So yeah, a lot about shapes, feelings, colors. You said something right there I thought was very important is the nervous system. We make technology based on our nervous system. I mean, that's a good way to put it because I've been a partner with Meta for five years. Uh, I'm an agency for TikTok. And I didn't know I had this high intelligence in technology until I got into tech been in entertainment and so forth, but that basically speaks to what I say, you know, that social media mirrors, it mirrors human behavior. The only mm -hmm. thing that offsets the app is the algorithm. And that's the business model that tries to create balance based on the app's agenda. So that's a, it's a little different take and very interesting that that narrative resonates when you understand human behavior. So it's kind of like, if you understand, I guess where I'm going, when you understand human behavior and you have a big enough number of anything, you can predict what that will be, including that one third of law of attraction that science leaves out. What are some of the experiences you've had, you know, doing your meditation with people? Yeah. So some of my experience, I mean, I'll just speak with my own healing journey is when I first started this meditation journey myself, I realized that you know, as I'm listening to guided meditations, because I started with guided meditations, and then I got into Michael Seeley. He's awesome. He does like uh, sleep hypnosis. I was doing sleep hypnosis. And then I realized some of the structures with hypnosis are the same with guided meditation. There's an induction, and then there's visualizations. So at, in my meditation journey, I realized guided meditations are pretty much hypnosis. Yoga Nidra is pretty much hypnosis. They just call it a different thing. And then in my own, my own healing journey, I've done like so much therapy since I was a kid. And then when I started to do hip, hypnotherapy with my teacher, it was like I was fixing shit in like 10 minutes, 20 minutes of the stuff that I've been working on for so long. And what I realized when I'm doing like uh, talk therapy, you know, I'm talking about the trauma over and over again or talking about the shit over and over again. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm replaying it over and over again compared to when I did my own hypnosis. I didn't really have to tell the person exactly what I was going through it was, you know, the shape, this color, this feeling in my body, you know, pulling it out, having a metaphor. And I was able to solve, like I was able to, to solve some of the bullshit that has taken me so long in traditional talk therapy. So just on my own journey, I fixed so much shit on myself doing hypnotherapy and hypnosis and guided meditation. So I used that the same structure in my 
guided meditations. And yeah, what I've seen, I mean, I've, in terms of when I do like live events, sometimes I'll get, you know, an ab reaction when somebody starts freaking out, they start crying, they're going through a breakthrough and they're just having them sit with them and dealing with that ab reaction, you know, cause once we hit that part in the unconscious mind, you know, it's like that block, it comes out, that feeling comes out, that stuck emotion comes out that just needs to be felt, seen, acknowledged. And then once it's felt, seen, acknowledged, you know, we have the choice, you know, it's awareness, the awareness comes up when we have that awareness. Awareness, we will we have the choice whether or not to, you know, keep this, get help with this somehow, or just kind of, you know, walk away from it. So yeah, in my own situation, it's really helped me out in my own journey. It's really helped me out. And then, you know, I'd like to take this teaching and help out other people in terms of live events, Zoom events, or uh, my book or my podcast, my meditations. So when you when you start this meditation process, what is how do you tap into it? What's the procedure of it? Yeah, so the procedure of it is uh, really just first off, the foundation is my breathing. Foundation is my breath. First, just acknowledging and just noticing my breathing. Nothing to do or control. Just watch my breath. Notice my breath. No judgment to my breath. And then once I'm acknowledging, observing my breath, no judgment, start to acknowledge my body, observe my body. You know, maybe how does my body feel? Just checking with my breath, checking with my body. And then just watch my thoughts like I'm watching a movie. So just watch my thoughts roll in, roll out. Be the witness to my thoughts like I'm watching waves form against the shore or crass against the shore, just kind of take myself out of my thoughts and just watch them. So that's the basis, basic meditation that I do. Cur the current meditation I do, you know, is I, I start with that process. You know, I just watch my breath, watch my body, watch my mind. And then I go in into like a gratitude. So I start to feel gratitude all throughout my body. I go through my gratitude list, all the things that I'm grateful for to kind of like supercharge my body and my energy. And then I'll do a breathing technique, which I learned this in a book is called Hypnotism and Mysticism in India, which it's a breathing technique. You, you take your pulse and then with your mouth closed, you breathe in six pulse beats in through your nose. You hold three pulse beats and then breathe out your nose six pulse beats. And from this book, this uh, author learned it from these yogis in India that in terms of syncing your breath with your heartbeat, it basically balances all your chi, all your life force energy. And for what they say, you're able to manifest a whole bunch of shit. So I, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try it out. So I'll do that breathing technique. And then I go through all the things I want to manifest in my life. I just picture, 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 feel it, feel it, feel it. And then that's my morning meditation. So it's a little bit more advanced. It's a little bit woo woo, uh, but it really works for me. So I don't really teach that as much. You know, I, I'm more teach, you know, the beginner meditation to get people into like more advanced meditations, more like manifestation. So if I'm, I'm sitting here and I meditate too, and we'll get into my stuff, but so I sit here, say I'm in the sun, I meditate, you breathe, you start thinking about your breathing, thinking about the breathing going all over your body. The next steps is, is you said seeing in your mind. What was that you called it? Yeah. Yeah. So the first step is I just notice my breath, observe it, nothing to do yeah. or control. So yeah, just observe it. And then I just check in with my body. I observe my body. Just, you know, how's my body feeling? Where am I holding the tension? No judgment. And then I'll, my, then I go to my mind. So my mind is just watching my thoughts, almost like you're watching a TV screen. And on that TV screen is your thoughts. Your thoughts just roll in, roll out. You're just watching yeah. your thoughts, nothing to do or control. So that's that's my basic when I'm just settling into meditation. Just give you a little take, and we'll go into story. I want to see what you think about it. Is um, when in Curacao, something very very interesting that happened a week ago. Uh, ironically, that I have you on the show. So I'm a natural healer, 
I'm a, I'm a clairsentient, so I feel everything. I can sit with someone and tell them basically who they are. Sometimes awesome. I can tell them who their bloodline, what their bloodline is and, and where they're from and what that foundation is. It's just like I just see it. Like I was trying to explain to somebody the other day, and sometimes I'll say things that are very abrasive to people. So when you talk about attachments and things like that, and we'll get into that part, which I, I think is very interesting and, and gave me more of a mindset of, of these these low-level energy attachments uh, and what they do and how they affect people's behavior. And this kind of just came to the surface after I did a journey about 12 years ago. So I have energy coming out of my right hand. When I get around someone that has a, a bloodline, strong bloodline, or has a lot of energy around them, my hand will start going crazy. And it, it kind of regulates what level of energy it is. Mm. And people told me I've helped them with PTSD. So when you compare the light energy to what you do, it's like, it's almost like if you have anxiety and I can, and you accept this light energy, it's almost like a calming, Nice, you know, like a calming sensation that goes through their body. So we're in Curacao. I was there with my family the first week and I've been going through this enlightenment. And the more and more I go through this enlightenment, the more and more sensitive I get. So my family left and I, I felt like I needed to sit on some feelings. So I think after my family left that first day, I think I cried all day. Oh, dang. You know what I'm saying? I think I cried all yeah. day for some reason, just because my family wasn't there. Made me realize how much more I cared about them. And I, I kind of brought a feeling to the surface that I haven't, that I don't use a lot, which I probably should use. So that, I guess that's more enlightenment. So my, my cousin shows up and he says, we're going to do some meditation. And we had some other things that kind of helped, helped us with this meditation. But, uh, Got into the meditation. My cousin says, he says, when I meditate, he says, there's like this other place that I can go to. And if I, if I do the right breathing, I can get in there. Right. So if everybody has trauma in their life, uh, they've been, been through some bad shit. This is the part you need to listen to. Um, so we get in there. Long story short, he gets in this, he's able to meditate and he's able to get in this thing, in this room. And this woman starts talking to him. Very, very upbeat, very, very positive. You know, she tells him that she is his spirit guide. And what's weird is he can, he can. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss get in there and when he's meditating he repeats what she says like aloud she says love and light love and light all positive love and light love and light and then my i'm sitting there meditating and my instincts tells me something's wrong i said what what is this so i start to doing telepathy trying to tap in to whatever this was so I start, somehow I was meditating and I was able to communicate. I wasn't saying anything with her, but I was able to communicate with whatever this thing is. And I said, I said, Josh, this doesn't seem right. So when I was meditating and speaking to her, she immediately turned and started communicating with me, told me exactly who I was, 
told me everything, why I was there, you know, feel your feelings, John, feel your feelings, you know, all this positive stuff. And, and something told me and I agreed with her. I said, I agree. You know, I'm here to do exactly what you said. And I agree. And I said, tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. And she started getting agitated mm. and she never would tell me who she is. And then she says, don't get tricky with me, John. Don't get tricky. Don't get tricky with me. And this is, this is what I'm not saying word verbally. This is what Josh is saying. I said, don't get tricky with me. And then she tells Josh, he's very, very intelligent. He's very, very smart. Tell him to not to get tricky with me. And I kept saying, who are you? Who are you? And I said, Josh, what does this thing look like? And he said, well, before I go into this, tap into this thing, I see a mummy. He sees, he saw a mummy, which was dark. Then she starts getting more agitated. I start pressing her, pressing her, pressing her. And this goes on for about 30, 45 minutes, long story short. Then she, she says the F word. Then she says, she challenges me. She says, I'm more powerful than you. I've been around basically a thousand years. I'm more powerful than you. And, and I was mentally thinking that I was going to rip this thing out of her body. And I told her, I said, no, you're not. And then I went into it and then she told Josh, I got to go. And she was gone. So, so this was like a spiritual thing or was this like in, in person? This is like, I was sitting here. He was sitting two chairs over. Okay. I didn't say a word. I was able, I just, this is an ability I didn't know I had. Oh, wow. Okay. But I was able to communicate with this deity who was actually a low level energy. And my friend had had a lot of trauma. And what happens is, is when people go through this trauma, it creates these cracks. It creates these places for these low level, you know, energy to get in. And when they get in, I think they have a huge effect on people. Mm. Uh, because I've had people, what made me realize after I realized I had that ability, I've had so many people, because I said earlier about get offended by me or shy away from me. And based on the first two days with my, with my friend until after that third day, when we did this, when this thing happened, it was a total different conversation. If we're out there perpetuating negative energy in society, people go through trauma, creates these cracks. Hell is, is basically when these things don't leave. They're not, the energy's not that strong. They get into human beings that are similar to them and infatuate their low level dark energy. I guess because I experienced that and was able to communicate with this thing and run her off, it really answered a lot of questions. And I'm just wondering like, how many people out there have these attachments that have no idea they have them that are manipulating parts of their life. I mean, it's real. I mean, it, this story sounds crazy as hell. Forgive me, but we were not <laughs> fucked up. We were meditating. We were pretty sh straight. I mean, this yeah. is just something that happened. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, I'm not like too familiar with that type of stuff. I mean, from, from what I do and what I do in my meditations is it's really just, we go in the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is always there to protect you, keep you safe. You know, when you're sleeping, your unconscious mind is healing the body. Um, so the unconscious mind is always there for you. So like with what I do in terms of like when I work one-on-one -on -one with someone or in the group setting, it's uh, we all have the answers anyways in our unconscious mind. We all have the answers. You know, our unconscious mind has been with us the, the entire time. You know, our conscious mind here is the filter. Our conscious mind's here, the filter. Our conscious mind's only allowing what we want allowed in. And then our unconscious mind's like the computer program. So with what I do in terms of like with what I do in terms of like meditation, working with someone group is asking the questions 
to figure out, to have them solve their own problems. So yeah, I haven't really gotten into like deities or anything like that. I, I have personally um, meditated in terms of done like astral projection, but I, I haven't really done that as much anymore. So yeah, Interesting. I, I just mainly focus on the unconscious mind. Well, when you think about the unconscious mind, you think about the programming. I think that education, and this goes back to the non-conscious, you know, that, that unconscious mind is twofold, right? It has the, the non-conscious part of your, that is exemplified through your unconscious bias, but then you have the programming part based on your experiences uh, in life uh, that's unconscious bias as well. So it's kind of really two pushes. And I think a lot of people don't understand that because I'm always thinking about, you said something earlier, you know, uh, if people had more of this knowledge, you could almost start a preventative world if you understand these things, even though you may still experience trauma, you may go through these things, but if you understand the parts of your unconscious bias, you understand your non-conscious, and you understand a timetable of how things affect you and what's being programmed, do you not think that would help us out, Is would help humanity out if, if we had more information around, you know, the effects of things on, on how we live our lives? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I try to communicate that with people in terms of my teachings, you know, because we're all being programmed, you know, our unconscious minds being programmed, television programming, especially when our minds are, when our brainwave states, you know, when we're relaxed, we're watching TV, then our brainwave states goes into like an alpha theta brainwave state. It, it gives that doorway into the unconscious mind to program us. So all that we're looking at, social media, TV programming, telling us we're not good enough. We need this whiter teeth and shit, you know? So, and it's, it's uh, what I do every night is I do a subconscious reprogramming. I listen eight hours long, an abundant subconscious reprogramming, affirmations going straight into my unconscious mind. So with what I try and teach people is, you know, see what your programming is. That's with meditation. You can sit down, you can see like what actual programs are in your mind. And then you have the, you have the awareness to change those if you'd like. You have the awareness to change those unconscious programmings with affirmations. And what I've learned, you know, when you just say an affirmation, you know, I am love, well, you know, your unconscious mind is like, okay, well, what the fuck does that mean? Compared to an affirmation with a question, how can I be loving today? Or how can I be more abundant today? Or what can I do today, you know, to be more abundant? What can I do today to make an extra hundred dollars? You know, with those questions, because it starts to, you know, start to transform the program with your mind. It's like, okay, there, there's a, it's a little different. My programming is not just automatic. With meditation, it's we sit and we have the awareness. So awareness is the key. So what we're not aware of controls us. You know, if we're not mm -hmm. aware of something, if we're not aware of this program that social media or whatever the fuck is telling us, we're not aware of it. And then we sit and meditate or we figure out these programs and we're like, oh shit, I can change the programming. You know, I can, ch I have a, I have a choice. Once the awareness comes up, you're aware of it, have the choice. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you said something there too. We aren't good enough. We're, we're trying to scare people to sell them shit. And that's the other thing that I, I have this thing called finding a perfect audience. And it goes back to law of attraction to create how to create a pure source. So like when you understand, so when you understand human behavior on social media, there's, I was, I'll call them tribes of people that are attracted to a certain tone. If you create content that's relatable, entertaining and educational, and it conveys your source message, whatever that source is, 100%. If you put that out to the world, 
by law of attraction, tone will attract tone and build you the proper fan base. Instead of where we are now, we aren't good enough selling people, making people fearful to sell them something, kind of go against the whole system, mm -hmm. right? Does it not? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. How do we get more people educated on what you do? Because I really think it's a major, major, after my experience this past week and something I did, I never thought I could do, you know, how do we get more people to understand meditation? I, I, and I love that, especially your experience. It was that awareness, right? You, you sat with it. You're yeah. aware that you could do this thing that you didn't know that you could do. And then you're aware of it. And now you're more aware of it. And now you can do it more. So I think yeah. it's awareness for people to meditate. And what I, what I like to put out there is like meditation isn't about clearing your mind. Meditation is about awareness. Meditation is just sitting with your breath checking in with your body, checking in with your mind. You know, if you do it consistently, you start to build that habit of meditation. And then you, each and every day, you might become more and more and more aware. You know, so meditation, for me, it just got me more aware. It's like, oh shit, I'm doing this thing. Maybe I should change it. Or maybe I should do this thing a different way. So it's just more and more aware. As I became more and more aware of hypnosis, guided meditation, I became more aware of the influence of the things that I'm watching. You know, I stopped watching news. I stopped watching this. I stopped watching a lot of things on TV and I started putting affirmations in my brain. I started reading more. I started telling myself what I want to, what I want to find, you know, because especially with the law of attraction and I teach this a lot is most religions or philosophies, what you seek, you find is a common theme in, in most religions, philosophies, law of attraction, what you seek, you find. So what you're looking for, you're going to find, you know, when you're ready, the teacher appears or when you reach out your hand for help, the help comes. So what you seek, you find. And with meditation, you start to become aware and then you're like, okay, I want to look for this more. Like in your example, you realize that you could do that or you can see that or you can communicate with that. So that awareness is there. So it's like what you seek, you find, you're going to find more of that. So that's mm -hmm. what I would that's what I want to bring attention to the world in terms of my book, meditation, my podcast is really what you seek, you find. Especially in the current culture, it's like this victim mentality, right? This victim mentality. You know, I, I don't have any, I, I'm a victim, so I don't have a choice. Well, there's so many opportunities out there when you start to look for the opportunities. You start to look for the opportunities. We There's so many out there. You know, it's an abundant universe. So what you seek, you find. What you're looking for, you're going to find it. Well, the, I'll, I'll use another little science reference. When you people are victims because we accepted a philosophy called the Newtonian model of reality. You know, when they talk about Isaac Newton and they talk about Oppenheimer and Einstein, I'm sorry, guys, I don't think the guys were that smart. I really don't. Um, because if they were, they wouldn't have uh, realized they were selling something that puts us behind the curve. Mm. Theory of relativity is behind the curve. It's after the fact. So it. So when you perpet when you when you understand that what you just said about victim, if if all our systems are behind the cu curve, our medical systems behind the curve, we put band aids on stuff after it already happened. Our law enforcement's behind the curve. The law, you know, whatever problems happen, then we go try to fix it. I mean, you can just name multiple things that are reactionary to something that's already happened. So if you're sitting there waiting for things to happen, you never make a first move for yourself. 
right? And you just become isolated, so you become the victim. Instead of, if you understand the quantum field, you know, understanding a new environment, a new idea, those things, you know, if you can get to that space, that eliminates opinions and controversy. Now we continue to feed off this old model that should have never been accepted by, quote, the smartest people in the world, you know, cause and effect has put us in this situation, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think it's an opinion. I think if it's mathematical. Percentages are mathematical. I mean, that's kind of where the foundation comes from that's put us in this victim society. Yeah, interesting. You know? I, didn't, I didn't think of it like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the root, root of it, right? That's the 3D root, 3D world that's not working. In so many ways, you're, you're saying these things that are linear to to the quantum field, which is what God created. You know, uh, I, I just don't think you know it, but understanding that programming, being out front, understanding your awareness. Because if you're understanding, if you're, you know, making this relatable to what you said, if you're understanding your awareness more and more and more, you're going to intercept things before they get too far down the road. Mm -hmm. That's preventative. You, you know what I mean? Saying the, the cuss words, trying to be normalizing it, but still in this space. I think that's a big deal is too, because it makes you more relatable where you can bring them down your path. Yes. You know, more yes. relatable to the current society. Yes. Have you ever thought yeah. about that? Yeah. I really want to get people just to start to meditate because I never thought I'd be able to meditate. And once you just start on the path, then it just kind of spirals into the rabbit hole and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Like some of the stuff that I do, I don't really teach it as much until like you have gone through it a little bit in terms of manifestation. You know, I don't know all the background, background, background about it, like how you're explaining it, but I know like it mm -hmm. works for me and I've seen it work for other people where, where I'm completely believing in something. I supercharge my energy and the manifestations happen. It's just fucking meditation is the book. Tell me a little yes. bit about what's the purpose of the book. Yeah, the purpose of the book, it's it's more of like a beginner meditation book where it goes through like, how the fuck do I meditate? How do I sit? What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my body? All the different types of meditations to do from walking meditation, seated meditation, and getting it to the point where, you know, mudras also what to do with my hands. Getting you up to the point where, yeah, you can manifest the life of your dreams. Just basically be having that awareness. So even in even advanced meditators can read the book too. I put a lot of humor in here, put a lot of time into it. So yeah, it's basically gets you from like zero meditation experience all the way to build that habit. You know, for me, I had to build that habit. I had to do it for 90 days. And once I hit that day 77, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to meditate every day. I pretty much meditated every day since I've taken a couple of days off, a week off here and there. But yeah, it's a solid practice for me. So yeah, I'm just basically getting someone that is iffy about meditation. They don't think they can meditate to get in and meditate and possibly transform their life. So where do we where do we find the book at? Yeah, books uh, anywhere online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Well, you said something earlier. You said you indigenous native. You know, uh, this is the other thing. I think indigenous native, all these other names out there, we're the original salt of the earth people. They're all the same mm -hmm. thing. I think the Egyptians, the Libyans, the Nubians, and the Asiatics, uh, the four bloodlines that are represented as the indigenous people around the world. Have you ever looked in your lineage? Uh, and did you have any spiritual people in the family? Um, my great, my great grandfather was like a medicine man, but he he was um he was indigenous, but I don't know exactly how much indigenous he was. But yeah, that's something I need to look at. I, I need to go look at that because yeah, I have um on my dad's side, I have a lot of indigenous 
yeah, ancestry. So I need to look at that. Yeah, because I think a lot of things, a lot of people are being activated that, like myself, that never thought they would be activated. So it's a very, very interesting time to see more and more how things evolve as yeah. we go forward. Brian, I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, is there anything else that you might want to hit on before we get off here? I don't. I think we touched on everything. I think it's a good conversation. Yeah, great conversation. Thank you for your insight on that. Gave me a lot to think about, a lot to research. So I appreciate coming on here and learning from you. So that was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, anybody man. out there listening, uh, it's just fucking meditation. Start your meditation journey. And I do have a free community, Yogi Brian forward slash community that can get you started for free. And we're doing like a 90 day meditation challenge. So they can do that. I'm not claiming to be anybody. I, I appreciate the, the comments. I mean, this is just what I feel. This is self-discovery. I mean, what I talk about is what I feel. And I'm not claiming to be anybody or anything. It's just uh, it's just very, very interesting as we continue to go down this road. So Yogi Brian, I appreciate you coming on the show. Great conversation. Hopefully everybody can learn something from today. This has been John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 